0: Hello, ladies. <gasps> oh. I don't often come and deliver a personal date card. Uh, this one's a little different. You want to read it?
1: Yeah. Abigail, Serena C., Kit, Brie, and Rachel, I feel terrible about today. I need time with you. Please. Yeah! Come to- <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh
0: my God. All those tears were nothing. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Today on Bachelor Party, I am joined by Lauren Zima. We are talking about my boy Tyler's appearance. We've got Heather Martin to contend with, MJ versus Jasenia, the new Bachelorette rumors, and so much more. Let's do it. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined today by my bachelor compatriot. I don't even know. Lauren Zima.
0: Hello. Oh, thank you for having me. I would have said soul sister. I uh, fucked up.
1: (laughs) I should have said, I should have said the Tyler to my Matt James. It's Lauren Zima.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The question is who is who? (laughs) Oh my
1: God. Seriously. I think you're Tyler. I think I'm Matt. I think you've got a bigger following. I think you're more suave. I feel like you're more like media savvy and I'm just like learning. I'm like trailing behind. I'm learning like Matt James.
0: Oh, wow. Well, thank you for the compliments. I probably would have said the other way. I I mean, I
1: I am hosting the show, which would make make me (laughs) Matt, but like whatever.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. Always a dream. My dear Matt, my dear Myler. We can both be Myler. Myler,
1: (laughs) Remember remember Miley? Remember when Miley Cyrus had her YouTube series um, and her co-host was named Amanda and it was Miley and Manders. Do you remember that? In the year 2008, 2009. She, Miley Cyrus had a really big YouTube presence when she was like still in the Disney world. This was kind of her into a transition out of it. She's always been ahead of her time. She has. She has. It's true. I like Miley Cyrus. Anyway, let's talk about The Bachelor. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot to dig into. I want to start with the big rumor that we can discuss because last night, Katie Thurston was sent home at nearly the end of the episode And shortly before this episode aired a few days before reality, Steve has reported that on the Women tell all it's going to be announced that Katie is the bachelorette Lauren, have you have done any, any reporting for ET on this topic?
0: Well, I did see that Katie posted on her Instagram story and said news to me, which I would assume is referring to that. Yeah. And then I saw that Mari or an account allegedly purportedly not verified, but probably Mari's replied to reality. Steve's tweet and said false. Um, I, I, I mean that alone to me, I'm like, well, they're just straight up denying it, but I will say I'm here for Katie as the bachelor. Me,
1: <laughs> me too. I like it. I think a sex positive bachelorette. That's the, that's one of the most, um, appealing parts of it to me is I think, first of all, I think the show is better when it's sexier. So that's good. And second of all, I feel like that's a really healthy part of relationships. So that would be wonderful as well. And obviously Katie has been the biggest presence this season outside of like at least the biggest positive presence. We've had a lot of screen time of
0: the people. Yeah. Well, you know, not we're talking be named. about the lead. We always get into this, this discussion, right? Like, you know, and people will ask us, who do you like, or do you like them? And there's always such a difference to me and who do you like as a person versus who's good TV or how all these things come together? You know, yes, we want someone who's ready for a relationship, but we also want somebody who's going to make a good television show. And I actually think Katie is really exhibiting a lot of all of those qualities so far. She's been mature in the house. She's been shutting things down, but she's been doing it in this captivating way. You know, she's not just separating herself from it all. She's, In it when it makes sense to be in it. And when she is in it, she's shutting it down in a really, you know, in this adult way, (laughs) but (laughs) an adult way that is also interesting to watch. So I'm really liking all those things about Katie. And I think it was maybe the Bachelor Party, your Twitter account, that had said something like, who would have thought the girl who brought a vibrator on night one would like, be around this long and have this journey. And it's so, I, you never know what'll happen on The Bachelor, you know? Here Seriously.
1: Was your opinion of Katie hurt at all by her interactions with Serena C this week?
0: Oh, Juliet, you are the arsonist.
1: In this <laughs> <part>. <laughs> First of all, I will say, what a line. I, I love that line. Serena, <laughs> thank you. That was awesome. Serena's a really good talker. I really hope that if Serena doesn't win and she's not the Bachelorette, which I don't think she's going to be either of those things, not enough time with Matt. She's going to be wonderful in Paradise. I, I feel like I'm way more excited to see like what happens for the women in Paradise than um mm-hmm. the men from Clarentatia season that we've seen so far. I feel like this, we can come back to this, but I just feel like we're going to look back on Clarentatia season as like this weird COVID anomaly. And I just feel like all that's going to be like frozen in time. I didn't totally. think, I feel like Zach and Taysha, like, I hope they have a really long relationship. I didn't believe in them at first, but I kind of do now. It's like, we're going to look back on all of that as like totally anomalous and like separate from the rest of Bachelor Nation. It's like a different timeline. Yeah. But anyway, what did you think about Katie and Serena's fight? Who, like, who's, whose side were you kind of falling on? What did you think?
0: Well, I was very much on Katie's side in that argument because I felt that Serena was just insecure about still not having time with Matt and kind of acting out. But that moment... And also the moment when um, Chelsea, and this was last week, but when Chelsea asked, wait, is there really toxicity and bullying in the house? There have been a couple moments that have put in perspective for me that, you know, there's a lot of gray area here this season. For I think sure. You know, there's been a sort of a, a, I think you can tell how, like, yes, Victoria was the villain, but lots of women were saying harsh things at different points. And wait, now maybe Serena's really saying and seeing that, like, Maybe she's kind of lost in the confusion. I somebody said to me and it made me wonder, I I wonder if because they're not traveling, there aren't these big distractions that are like giving them new things to think about and consider and discuss and bond over. And if they're really getting kind of in their own heads about like what's what? Does this make sense?
1: Yes. No, I I totally get what you're saying. Like and, and it's funny, I didn't feel it as much with the bachelorette, but now this season where they're stuck at Namakolin. It definitely feels like the lack of travel is is making a big impact on the show, and I think I think that's a good point that like they don't have like new things to distract themselves each week. Plus, I believe that when they do travel, while the contestants are never like allowed to just like sightsee on their own, I think they do get to like do one or two outings or like go out for like a meal or whatever. But like, yeah, well, you're
0: getting on a plane, you are there, you're seeing different things, you're, and I think. I think experiences bond people and maybe they're not really having that. But it it just shed light for me because I definitely agreed with Katie in that moment. But I will say, I didn't think Serena's, like Serena's opinion and experience didn't seem illegitimate to me. Totally. It seemed like she really felt like those things and she really thought, wait, no, Katie's the one starting the drama here. Like, I didn't think she sounded crazy is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> and the other women seemed to kind of like corroborate her point of view, like when she went back. But I, I took yeah, so it didn't it didn't feel like a Jacenia versus MJ situation, which we'll come back to. But it, it, it like uh, uh, begrudgingly so. Um you, wait, do you
0: mean Jessenia and Meredith? Oh my
1: God. That was hilarious. Heli- that was really funny. That was like Jacenya like being like, I'm gonna be like your mom and use your proper
0: name. <gasps> I oh, fucking, I was taking back to the parrot trap.
1: It was so funny. We'll come back to that. But I think you're right. Like Serena wasn't coming off like you know, totally crazy or like, sh- like what she thought was like delusional or like fed to her by producers. It very much felt like Serena and Katie were like weirdly having parallel experiences with, within this like same environment. Mm-hmm. And one thing that occurred to me is I was very confused about like where Serena and Katie went to have their sit down. And then when they came back, cause I think they like got out of an elevator and a lot I was, of elevator
0: work. Yeah. A lot yeah. of
1: shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what
0: floor are we on and where are we going? Are we going up or down. How's this going to go? You know, and, I have questions.
1: <laughs> and I think that weirdly there's like more space for the women to roam about. Like last week we saw that walk, that, um, That
0: strange kitten. morning power walk.
1: So, so weird. Which you can't relate to that right now in COVID. I mean, I love my morning power walks myself, <laughs> but I just feel like there's more space to be in weirdly because they're confined to one location. So like, it seems possible that like you could go a whole day without seeing one of the other women. Whereas I feel like when they're traveling from country to country, they're together on the plane, they're in a new hotel suite. Like there's just a lot more confined space. And right now they can like roam a little bit. It's kind of funny to think about.
0: It's interesting. I mean, we're definitely seeing how the, how obviously the pandemic is affecting the show as much as they are working so hard to give us the show we know and love, which they are. But you know, it's, it's also like, I, I've wondered, is this affecting how we're getting what I think to be, for lack of a better description, like the meanest group of women overall that we yeah. maybe ever had on the show? Yeah, It's wild. But I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I agreed with Katie. But, you know, because there's also and I wondered, I always wonder what's left on the editing floor. But because I think Katie has a podcast and she's pretty big on TikTok. And there was one point when Serena said something like you're here for the wrong reasons or and I was like wondering is she did, are we missing that she's trying to accuse Katie of being here for her own platform is that like a missing piece Okay here? I'm so glad
1: you brought this up. I rewound this several times. Okay. Asked my colleagues. I could not understand what Serena was what saying. It was? Katie right. Katie spoke over her and I wasn't able to turn on closed captioning so I I couldn't figure out what serene said so people let me know if you can get it from the closed captionings but yes she said that katie's not here for the right reasons maybe she said like it was like for her following or for her. that's podcast. what i was
0: wondering yes
1: and i'm beyond the point where i have a problem with that i'm just like
0: fine um whatever well, I, I mean same i think it's, <laughs> it's it's to be expected no matter what you're getting some level of fame coming out of this show so and I,
1: like someone it's just like given. someone like kit someone like Brie brief freaking works on social media. Like who I, re- by the way, again, we'll come back to this breeze style. I don't know if we've ever seen anything like it on the bachelorette. She's just flawless. And oh, like, she's like, it. she's like very like high fashion. She's putting everyone to shame, even kit. But these young women, they're literally young women. They don't know anything, but broadcasting their lives at this point. Like they are oh, like the God. Snapchat generation. So, you know, living a life online and, and connecting with people through social media is like, just like how they've grown up. Like, you know, also
0: at this point, how many people have met people they're dating through social media. So I'm kind of like, it wouldn't even be to say, (laughs) like, if you've gone on the bachelor to get a social media presence, well then through that venue, you could meet someone you're dating. So actually you're not here for the wrong reasons. I know. know. You could be looking to get a bigger platform to meet the love of your life. Yeah, it is.
1: It is true. I mean, look at Nick. I think he just talked about this on his pod. He said that his girlfriend slid into his DMs. Ben Higgins. Yeah, uh, Ben Higgins. Yeah, Ben's talked about that obviously very openly. Like mm -hmm. it opens up your network. So if you're looking to just meet new people... It's a, it's a way
0: of doing it. I mean, even if it doesn't work out on the show, Yeah, know? I feel
1: like, I feel like Ashley and Ben actually talked about this like fairly a few times on their pod where it's just like, yeah, embrace the DMS. I mean, it's easy for people like Ben and Nick to say it's really worked out for them, but in general, it's a legitimate strategy at this point. Totally. So,
0: and I would say with Katie fun. and Serena, the, the fight was also getting confusing for me in a way that several of the arguments have gotten confusing for me this season where I I don't know what we're arguing about. That's happened to me a couple of times watching where I'm just thinking I'm lost. This is nonsensical. And, and I, I'm tuning out a little bit, honestly.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, one thing that has been really persistent on the other hand is like, I don't know why people are so upset. Don't know what they're fighting over. But one thing that really came through for me in this episode was how much everyone seems desperate for time with Matt. And I'm just like, are they getting less time with Matt? with the lead than ever. And is that because there's more
0: women? Did you pick up on that too? Yes. I talked about this on, on Roses and Rose this week. And uh, I've wondered, is it the more women thing? It's gotta be because yeah, they're usually, I mean, uh, the more time is always a discussion, but I don't think it usually lasts this long. I feel like we're very deep in the season at this point to be this upset about not having enough time. And they've said many times, we've got a record number of women, a record number of women. And so they keep
1: bringing be, in more
0: Yeah, yeah. we got another new one, (laughs) nine women on a group
1: date week six. That is kind of a lot. I think I'm just like thinking it through. Mm -hmm. And there's still like plenty of women who we've barely gotten screen time with. I was so glad to get some Piper this week because I'm a big Piper fan. But someone like Chelsea, like we've gotten a lot of shots with her, but she has not gotten like a ton of time to shine. And, you know, yeah. I, I was I was honestly really surprised that Mari went home. I thought Matt was like definitely gonna get some Mari action going on. I, I, I think I like Mari a lot too. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure why because we haven't gotten that much of her, but I think I like Mari. Well, I
0: like her too. Everything we've seen though has been solid.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I hope to see more of her in the future. But yeah, there's like these women seem so obsessed with time. It kind of made me sad. I was just like, so they haven't gotten to meet Matt really. Has anyone gotten to meet Matt really?
0: You know, uh, well, let's please get into that because you and I have thoughts. But I will say at this point though, even though it's unusual to be upset about the lack of time, what I kind of want to tell these women is if he wanted to be with you it's like any, at this point... It's like dating any guy, to be honest. Yes, if, if they he were wanted interested. to, he would. If he wanted to, he would. He would find the time. He would make the time. He would go and talk to you. So don't take that as a reflection of something that's wrong with you and don't take it as, well, I didn't get the time I could have shown him. Like at this point, if he wanted to, he would. Yes. So, and we saw just, that with Abiel. Yes, He
1: wanted to, and he did. Yep, He got that special time with her. Let's talk about Matt. Why not?
0: <laughs> he, he's, he's the guy. He's our guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Lauren, can you name two things you've learned about Matt so far this season?
0: He kisses with his eyes open, and he loves turtlenecks. <laughs>
1: Does That's he love turtlenecks? Where the fuck did this turtleneck thing come from? I, Natasha and I talked about this a few weeks ago. She was like, "Yeah, guys just wear turtlenecks." Do they?
0: I don't know. Maybe I've been living in no, too LA Matt for too loves long. Turtlenecks. He's wearing them in in every episode, multiple times.
1: His outfit for the evening portion with Piper was appalling to me. It was a real COVID outfit where I was like, "Oh, he's wearing a suit and tie. That's nice." And it was like purple themed. It was like a gray and purple attire. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. I like that. And then we see them at the concert and he's wearing fucking like gray jeans with this blazer shirt and tie. And I was just like, are you going on a job interview, dude? Like, what is this? I hated it. Hate, 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 hate.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I mean, regardless, my two things that I learned aren't there. What is obvious is that they're not that deep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not that deep at all. And they're not even things that Matt has said. They're things that Matt has displayed. That we've observed, yes. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm ready to learn more about Matt at Me this too. point. Me too. That's the thing. I, I actually felt like episode one, we came in strong with background on Matt. We learned how he grew up, that his dad was not around, how close he is with his mom. We met his mom. And then since then, what I really realized this episode when um, Katie was opening up to Matt about her heartbreak and why she walked away, I don't know a single thing about any of Matt's past relationships. Nothing. Yeah. I know yeah, he's man. never been in love before, but I don't know anything about them. And it—it it is obviously, it, you know, we haven't seen him as a contestant. So that's not like his fault. It's that we didn't see that. It's just that I need him to share more from his side. I think he's a great listener and a great question asker. And that's why his conversations do seem so great. Cause who wouldn't want a guy to listen to them and, and share, but like, I need to hear more about his love life and what yeah. he's like in a relationship.
1: Yeah. And also just like what he's interested in outside of the sort of planned stuff for him. But like, yeah, you know, we don't know really where he wants to live. We know that he's from North Carolina and he's been living in New York, but that's always a big part of his bachelor relationship is like, where do you guys meet in the middle or who yeah. moves for whom? Like that's a, that's a biggie. So I'm curious about that. I have like no frame of reference. I am curious about his previous relationships or moreover, like why he had, doesn't, have ones that we know about, which is also like totally fine. Like maybe mm-hmm. he does it maybe he has like commitment problems. That'd be a great bachelor uh, <laughs> storyline. It would be. <laughs> maybe he's like worried he's unlovable. Like Ben Higgins. Like maybe he just like was too focused on sports and then on his career. Like who knows what it is. But I just I agree with you. Like tell us what's been going on with you for the last years. Yeah. Last few years.
0: Well Chris Harrison did tell me in a preseason interview that um there is, they really get deep with Matt and that there's a lot there. I think what we're seeing up until this point is like him still having, <laughs> as we would say, those walls up. I hope <laughs> they break past it. I think Matt is a guy who everybody likes because why wouldn't you? But I, ha- I just want to know him deeper now. You know, I, I, I don't want to be his acquaintance. I I want to be his friend. <laughs> 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 and I asked him, I, I interviewed him last week, Matt, and I asked him about that moment on last week's episode when he said he was falling in love with Rachel because I said, Matt, I, I gotta ask yeah, you. Yeah, like,
1: where'd that come from?
0: Yeah, and you've said you've never been in love before. So how do you know? Rachel also said she'd never been in love before. So how did she know? And he said, no, that was real. I felt that in the moment. I, I just knew. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're getting somewhere. Something's happening, but I'm ready for it to happen.
1: I, I think that that's very helpful insight. And I think that it also just leads to, like, there's so much that we're not getting. To your point earlier about, like, what's left on the cutting room floor, clearly a lot. Because the moments when you do see people having fun on the show is, like, very exciting, I find. And so the women, like, clearly, like, having fun with the bowling challenge, I, like, really enjoyed that. I liked that we got to see that Michelle was competitive. We, like, got to see them cheering got to see like who was having fun one thing i noticed about that matt really like hung back it was really like the teams were it was like four and five or whatever it was there's was a couple shots of him and he was like very much kind of like hanging back and the women were mm-hmm. just you know playing b- going bowling i really enjoy bowling Great date last time i was bowling <laughs> nick vial's birthday party a few years ago good one but i just feel like he clearly has fun with a lot of these dates like you saw it with rachel last week i think he did like that the bowling stuff. Like
0: Do you, you think a lot's left on the cutting room floor, though? I think You think ca- a lot that's captivating is left on the cutting room floor. Cause no, because we we would get it. If it was captivating it, if it's get great, it great, they're putting it in there. Yeah. You know? Yes.
1: <laughs> like if it if it's really good, you're getting it. I just yeah. think that like I, I just think that Matt, my I, this is how I know about him is like when he's in a conversation, he laughs a lot, which like I do a lot on podcasts, but like that's mm-hmm. not a personal conversation. Though, you know, obviously your chemistry with like in podcast come across like on TV. He, so he laughs a lot to like get out of having to say anything. And he just says like, I feel that like he goes to like, he validates the women a lot, which is very sweet and like a nice conversational tick, but like is not revealing. It's not real. It's not like who he is. And we saw it a tiny bit with Tyler this week, but I just want to know like what it's like to have a conversation with Matt. We're not even getting it in bloopers after the end of the conversation at that end no. of the episodes.
0: What I totally feel about Matt is like, you know, I mean, we talk for a living, right? And when I was like single and dating, I would go on dates and I remember I would like walk away from the date and think, oh my gosh, that was, you know, so boring or whatever. And honestly, it was because I talk a lot. So I felt like I could probably talk to a wall and still be having a conversation, I think Matt is a great conversationalist. I think he listens. He asks the right questions. He gives you supportive responses. He laughs like, and so uh, all these women are falling for him rightfully so, but who is Matt really having a good time with? And what does Matt have to share? And that's what I hope we get to in upcoming episodes.
1: I agree with that. That's a great segue to Katie. Cause clearly Mm -hmm. I think, I I think that she was like kind of, she made it seem more surprised than she actually was. Were you
0: surprised? Um, I wasn't, I wasn't either. I felt like they had a friendship, but not a romantic chemistry, Matt and Katie.
1: I think she got a really shitty date. I mean, oh. I, <laughs> so let's talk about this date. Actually I like, saw,
0: I did think, I, I think she, I saw her Instagram, something super subtle. So I'm totally reading into it, but she said something like finally time for the one-on-one with Matt and his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I'm obviously very pro-Tyler. This, like sure. t- this is like a we Tyler, it's a Tyler propaganda podcast. It's almost two years. It's fine. It's just what <laughs> wow. it is. Um, when are you
0: changing the name?
1: <laughs> maybe That'll next week. Okay. See how it goes. <laughs> First of all, Tyler just has a face for television. He looks so much better on camera than he does like, in his Instagram, than he does in his modeling shots. Like For some reason, I just think he like, the, the Bachelor camera... Is when Tyler looks best? I was like, he looks really? phenomenal. I thought he looked amazing.
0: Oh, this is, I just, I mean, I, I, it, Tyler's incredibly handsome. I think he photographs very well. This is so interesting. Now we're turning into America's next top model. <laughs> I
1: don't, that's fine. I don't think I like model shots, like in general. I just find okay. that they make me uncomfortable.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's like, this is so fake.
0: Well, either way, whether it was a model shot on his Instagram or on The Bachelor, Tyler Cameron and his underwear, that's what the people are getting. Okay. And I think that's what the people want.
1: And that's clearly what the goal of the date was. It was like, Tyler's here. What should we do? Let's have Tyler stripped down.
0: Well, listen, we were talking a little bit about humor and things being left on the cutting room floor. I'm just going to say it. I didn't think the pranking was that funny.
1: I'm I like, it was, yeah, I agree.
0: We're going for, phys- for nipple twisting. It felt really juvenile to me. It felt like we're 14. And I'm not saying I don't enjoy a good physical humor joke, but I was like, It reminded me of what Ellen DeGeneres does. You know, she gets in people's ears and obviously that's Ellen DeGeneres. But I wanted, I'm like, let's have this masseuse ask him some really weird questions or say some things. I want to hear his response to stuff. I just felt like there could have been more there. And I actually don't really think we have anybody funny on this season period. There's not, like last season, you know, um, oh my God, Bennett. Bennett gave us some... Just weird humor, which I love a lot. lot. We don't have any weird humor this season.
1: I have to say, Lauren, as I thought about it more and more, I was like, this date's really fucked up for Tyler. I was just like, this is not right. Like, first of all, I was really like both worried and interested to see Mm. if like there'd be an erection. I mean, it's a man getting a massage. I think that happens a lot. As far as I know.
0: I don't. I actually don't know. I assume the camera would have protected him though. I, I Sure. Think, sure, yeah. sure,
1: sure. But he didn't know what he was getting into. And then they did they did protect him by the way. He had like the sheet over him, right? I don't think yes. that's normal for a massage. But I just thought that was weird. I think it's weird to like go into a massage, take all your clothes off and not know that you're on camera. Like he I'm sure he signed something and it was fine and obviously he found it out at the end. But like I'm just thinking if it really was a prank and yeah. he didn't didn't know That's pretty fucking weird to like, you'd be like, okay, you're getting a massage and and, like this woman's like, you know, rubbing you up and down and you think you're having like a private moment and then it turns out to be on camera. And it's different if you're like at the DMV or like you're at the grocery store. Like these are just like really banal
0: quotidian things. Well, I will say... Tyler puts his, you know, shirtless self-on t shirts. Sure. Like I think he knows his brand. I also felt like Yeah, but Lauren, in. he's consenting to that. He's actively choosing to do oh, it. Of this course, is no, no, no. I'm with you. I I felt comfort in two things. One, this is his best friend running the show. I feel like Matt would know how what Tyler would think was funny or not. And two, I I mean, I would think of course he had to sign off at the end. I, I oh, don't yeah, think.
1: for sure. Yeah. For sure. But so do the guys playing strip dodgeball. I just yeah. feel like They they signed off on it. I still thought that was fucked up. I just think that there is like this weird double standard. And of course, there is a double standard in life. So it's like reflective of how men and women operate in the world and are looked upon. But I just just, like as the number one Tyler supporter, I'm uncomfortable with this. I was just like, I think this is really super weird and also like a bad date. So (laughs) I just wanted to say the first part, the bad date part. It's also like it's true. Katie had to share her time with Matt focused on Tyler. And that like the experience that they were sharing was like making someone else uncomfortable. And that's sort of like, you could see Katie having fun with it. Right. But also like not really her brand, which I, I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know. Katie contains multitudes.
0: Yeah. I, again, I, it felt a little, I, I think because they're best friends, if it had been someone we didn't know, but because they're best friends, it felt like a little more intimate. I just thought overall it felt like low-hanging fruit. I wanted yeah. like a wittier prank. <laughs> I know. I, wanted,
1: I, I know. Like it would have been funnier to like set Tyler up on a date with one of the women or something like that, or be like Tyler, or I don't know. I just could have mm-hmm. thought of many other things, but this had probably achieved the goal of getting Tyler shirtless on this episode, which I'm sure everyone enjoyed. Who's who doesn't enjoy that? <laughs>
0: he's, he's a model. He is a model.
1: (laughs) He's a model. I have to say, my my main takeaway from Katie's one-on-one was I thought that her um, outfit that she wore to the evening portion was an unprecedented moment in the history of The Bachelor.
0: I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember thinking, did they not give either of them time to change?
1: I was like... I was like, is she dressed to be in the movie 10 Things I Hate About You because she's from Washington? Like, I was just like, she was oh. wearing, it was, a, it was a great outfit, but it was not like a sexy first date on the Bachelor outfit. She was wearing a white turtleneck, looked like a cashmere, right. I don't know if it was, a corduroy skirt and like a puffy jacket. And I was like, that's what I would wear on a COVID date in the cold right now. And I'd be like, well, it's really cold, but I'm doing the best I can. Here's like a tight turtleneck. You can see my boobs, but like, I I was just like super weird.
0: (laughs) She's not the typical. I signed up to go on the bachelor contestant, you know, obviously. And
1: which I like about her.
0: I did think she seemed sad to go. I, I would be very interested to hear from her, like how shocked she was by it. Yeah. I I liked what she shared on the date though. I loved what she said about wanting a relationship where that person has arrived a complete person and Mm -hmm. then they grow together. They're not trying to change each other. I was like, yes, Katie, this is exactly, yes, you have hit the nail on the relationship head. So I, I like Katie. I also, I mean, if we're getting into the bachelorette discussion, I, Abigail has come to mind for me, but when I'm looking at the women overall this season, I don't think there's a lot of choices. What do you think?
1: I agree on Abigail. She seems really sweet and charming. And like, I just enjoy when she's on screen would like to spend more time with her. I was glad Matt gave her some of that time, which she clearly really needed. Uh, I'm a huge, if brief. he wanted
0: to, he would. And he did. And he did. <laughs> That's
1: like, that applies to basically every ambiguous dating situation. It's not ambiguous. <laughs> it's, it's to quote the great film and book. He's just not that into you. Um, <laughs> I really, really like Bree. I think that Bree and Piper are probably my two favorites. and like if I like had the single guy in my life that I was trying to like set up with, started trying to set them up on a date, I would be like Bree and Piper are my top choices for that. Bree, I from like my researching of her and just for also observing her with the other woman seems like super normal. I have a feeling Bree is not dramatic. Because she seems chill and really confident. And I think that's and remember one of
0: the, we need good TV.
1: And I think that's one of the reasons why she's so appealing. I feel like Brie is like one of the most interesting and also, like I said, like really confident women to be on this show. And so I have a feeling that's why we haven't gotten more of her, though she's obviously awesome. And I think Matt seems very into her.
0: Piper, we've had, I mean, I think Piper's gorgeous, and she seems you know, outgoing and fun. And shes I think she's only 23. She seems mature beyond her years to me. But there were, if I remember correctly, I think there were a couple, she was involved in a couple of those catty conversations. She was. And I'm very weirded out by her response to Heather's arrival. Like when she walks out and screams, what the, (laughs) you know, I'm like, why is that the reaction? That reaction is wild to me. I can't think of anything where if someone- Well, they all were like that. But where I would walk out screaming, what the? Fuck? I was
1: like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. she might like drama. I don't know. I got a soft spot for Piper for some reason, and I thought her date seemed good. Maybe it's also she has really good style. Maybe I've keyed and I'm Brian Piper. You're I'm really
0: good. as you're stylistically minded this season, which is fine. I think
1: I think there's not a lot else to distract me,
0: Lawrence. So <laughs> <laughs> they are all wearing the gold hoops, though. Have you noticed that?
1: So much gold hoops and so many of these stupid Yeezy inspired clear. Heels that uh-huh. I despise. There was a lot of them this week because Heather was wearing them. I think MJ was wearing them. Someone else was as well. I hate that style. It is like jellies are for little girls and they should not be tried to make into heels. I'm just like, what I is just, that? I
0: hate that style for myself because my feet sweat. And I just think about all the sweat. Most
1: people's feet shoes. do sweat. And such mm-hmm. as they're in like plastic a, gl- in like a shoes. plastic shoe. Yeah. That's insane. That, I hate that. Um, so back to the bachelorette conversation. Yeah. Katie, Abigail, I'm going to throw Brie in there. I so should really like her. Piper, I don't think has been positioned to have enough gravitas though. I personally like her a lot. I think that's probably the best way to, for, that. I would describe Brie is I feel like she's got gravitas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who else do I like? You know, Michelle seems like a real fan favorite and I enjoyed her as well. I feel like people have really taken a liking to her on the internet and just around. So I like her. I noticed that there were some posts about her recently following Brandon from Tasha's final oh another group.
0: turtleneck
1: another turtleneck lover another another athlete i didn't know this at, at the time but brendan played basketball in college and he can dunk michelle oh, played wow. basketball in college so i'm into it i'll ship it okay um, what do you think about taisha's dudes hanging out a lot and like instagramming about it
0: oh i guess i haven't really noticed it maybe i'm a little behind the times but i don't know isn't that to be expected I guess so. I don't
1: know. I I was like, I've Ivan traveled to Arizona. I was like watching the Super Bowl with, with Damar. I guess they're like best friends. It's cute. I support friendship. Oh. But I don't know. It's COVID. It's I so.
0: interviewed Zach and Tasha last week. Or oh. Zach was there um, to pick her up. It was very sweet. They were so cute together. I was so happy to see them so happy together. It was great. Tasha said she's very serious about moving to New York for Zach.
1: That's wonderful. Okay. I know.
0: Yeah. like you said, that is often this huge barrier is once you get off the show, wait, where do you really live? And where are we really living together? Right,
1: right, right. All right, cool. I'm happy for them. That sounds great. Yeah, I guess I guess Bree is my Bree is my other pick. Um, But I don't know. I agree with you. I think it's not that wide of a field despite having so many freaking women.
0: (laughs) That Um, is interesting, isn't it? We have the biggest pool ever to choose from. And it seems like very few choices.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm taken back a little bit to the Colton Underwood season time. Mm. Actually, I remember after Colton season, people sort of saying who's, well, there was a lot of talk of Kaylin. And I remember Hannah Brown was kind of, people were sort of like taken back in a bad way in the beginning about Hannah Brown as a choice. And then look how that turned out, like amazing television. So I'm kind of, I'm interested in what will happen. And I think, you know, we could have a surprise this year. With oh, interesting. We, interesting. Okay.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right. It's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
0: This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth, plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your cars value with your garage on cars.com.
1: We haven't covered two two major topics. One is Gisenia and MJ. Let's talk about that first. The other's Heather. We'll come back to her. <sighs> Jocennia and MJ is like the most tiresome plot line. I actually forgot about it last week. I had to be reminded to discuss it on the podcast. Um <laughs> I think I might hate MJ. Bringing up in your
0: inbox, Juliet. You oh gotta God. talk about Just Senya and MJ.
1: <laughs> well, I was—I talk- had Mina, Kimes, and Michael Jr. on, and they were like, "What about MJ?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." Um. So I wasn't doing a very good job as host, but nonetheless, discuss her now. I'll just say, I despise MJ. I actually, despise her more than both Victoria and Anna. I thought Whoa, that.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Why?
1: I thought that MJ like trying to be like I'm all about harmony and oh I lead by example. Was so infuriating, and I also she at least Victoria like just insults people by walking away mid sentence. MJ literally trying to silence Jessenia, like telling like making her shut up. I'm like no, no Justenia. That made me so <laughs> angry, and I thought it was incredibly rude.
0: Wow, you're uh, you're completely bringing me into the fold on this. You're right because here's the thing, Anna. She made her comment, and she whether or not it she was character or not. Uh, she said it was out of character, but I, look, what I'll give Anna is she said it was stupid. She said she was sorry. At the end of the day, that's felt all you
1: remorse. Anyone.
0: Yes. Even you if she felt it for the
1: wrong reasons, but she felt yes. remorse
0: and you hope they move forward from there. Then you had Victoria who I'm so interested to see how Victoria will be at the women tell all, because I don't think Victoria really gets it. You know, she's like, what are you talking about? I didn't cause any talks. Like she's unaware or pretending to be unaware. But then at certain points she would say, well, it's just all in good fun. There's something that's not clicking there and I'm not excusing her behavior. It's just kind of wild and almost hard to understand or comprehend. And then you're right with MJ, she is saying, espousing that she preaches harmony and peace. And then what was really blowing my mind was when she kept Justenia would be sitting there seemingly in silence and she would say, stop talking. It's my turn to talk. And (laughs) just, like, I'm not saying a single word. You are so loud. Stop being loud. She's like, I'm literally whispering. I'm barely even, I have no volume to my voice. It was so, I'm not sure I've ever seen a bigger example of gaslighting on the show. Actually. It was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought it was really messed up. And I just like really, really dislike MJ. And she kept, I, I think that there's also, um, I get the impression that MJ was trying to like be a character. Cause it sounds like she had a lot of slogans that she was like trying to get out there. And they actually didn't oh, yeah. show, we show a lot.
0: Bitch. We,
1: yeah, it was a weak bitch moment. Now I'm back. Like it seemed like she was trying to make fetch happen for herself. And the, the cameras decided to not make fetch happen, which I'm grateful for. But that mm-hmm. just like made me dislike her even more and be like, that's a weak bitch moment and, and bad bitch stuff. It's just like, first of all, not very creative. And second of all, just like, incredibly lame. I don't know. I saw
0: so, and so many contradictions. I I can't take credit for this, but I don't know who said it. I saw someone um in a comment say MJ one minute, "Justenia, you don't know me, don't act like you know me." MJ the next minute, "Justenia, you know who I am. You know I preach harmony and peace." <laughs> it's so contradictory and I just think if you it's like how if you really have money, you don't have to say you have mm-hmm. money. If you really preach harmony and peace, you don't have to declare it. People see it. And I didn't observe any examples of MJ preaching harmony and peace.
1: I completely agree. She was just like, yeah, we didn't see any of that.
0: And I think that she- really whiny on the farm date. I was like, God, just have some fun with the chickens. I mean, this is just, come on
1: she just seemed incredibly fake. I really, I, I prefer like mean people to fake people. I hate fakeness. That's, that's my, um, real yeah. housewives tagline. Oh, I don't know. Tell me about being fake. I just, i like, really, it would be like, I might be a bitch, but at least I'm not fake. Something like that.
0: You know? Ooh, I like that. But Great.
1: just a brief aside, the, <laughs> um, Lisa Barlow's tagline on, Real Housewives of Salt Lake is like one of the funniest of all time. Some, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I obviously didn't Here's the this. shot one. Yes. It's like something about having a hangover. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna take a shot at me, you're gonna be hungover. And it's like always painful. They something have really something good like guy. that. Something like that. What a show.
0: We talked about that. When you take ago. cheap when you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so good. Thank you, Lauren. Um Google. I was worried that Jacenia was also not gonna get a rose. I was worried they were both gonna go home. But um it does feel like the producers tried to give us like a sense of justice with these mean girls, which I do appreciate. Which I, I think also yes. suggests that perhaps they they stoked the flames as well because they like righted the ship. But um
0: I Well, know. I mean, look at the end of the day. It's a reality show, you know, it's a TV show, it's produced. It's always interesting to me when people start, I feel like people, I was seeing some people say, this is so produced. I'm like, well, yes, and we say this every season. And, you know, I guess you could say then when decades long friendships come out of the show, those were produced, I I don't know. You can't make people say everything that they're saying. And I think there's real value in seeing conflict resolution. Sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I really enjoyed how Matt handled it. I thought he handled everything really well. And I was it, it was really fascinating to see that apparently there really are some people out in the world acting the way that MJ, Victoria and Anna act. I know. And to like watch how it can be handled and how it can be handled poorly and and how it uh, it can be addressed well. So, yes, let's watch and learn. I'm in. Not that the show, you know, not that any of these people are expert therapists or uh, conflict resolutioners, <laughs> but, you know, if you encounter it in everyday life, I thought Matt handled it pretty well.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Let's talk about Heather. Last topic for the day. Oh, um, Heather, arrived in the, in a <laughs> Heather arrived in
0: a minivan.
1: Heather arrived in a minivan, I believe. that Conan Gray
0: song to play while Heather was pulling up in the minivan.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I'm very confused by this because Heather, I was looking really hard to see if she was mic'd. I was like, is there a mic pack on her? There's no way that Heather could just arrive completely unannounced. But they didn't have a camera crew prepped. They were using the security booth footage. I don't think she was mic'd unless um they like put mics around the security booth. But I looked really hard and she was wearing a tight shirt. So I think you would have seen it in the back if if uh she was miked. And I just found this confounding. I was like, how did this come together?
0: I was, it was so not what I thought it was going to be. From the promos, it looked way more over the top than it actually turned out to be. I, I mean, what obviously happened, because remember in the promo, there was something, Chris was saying something like, you could ruin everything. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So what they obviously had him do was say a couple lines for like to use in promos later, yeah. which is no big TV secret for people to record wild lines. I do the Bachelor all the
1: do that time. too. Does it does all the time. Colton with yes. the ring box that never came together
0: Colton with the ring box. That was never there hundred percent. And by the way, please keep doing it because I love to be surprised. I don't want to say know.
1: We need, we need a good tease.
0: Yes. So it was much more grounded than I expected it to be from the promos. Um and felt much more real than I thought it might and yeah I, I I don't know that that's I feel like I have a lot more questions I hope we get more answers next week because we didn't get a lot of answers on the like I want the logistics I want to know you booked a flight did you pick this minivan at the Hertz rental car that was,
1: was all that was left yeah it was so yeah weird. what happened here also she looked genuinely nervous to be talking to Matt so I was like. Interesting, I feel like, like
0: she looked genuinely nervous to be talking to Chris. like, yeah, she what would
1: happen, yeah. I it was super weird. But at the same time, she can't just show up on announce. Like it's not possible that that happened. Also, if Hannah Brown did really put her up to this or like suggested or whatever, Hannah doesn't seem like a major like secret keeper to me. I don't think she would like send Heather on her way without like giving anyone a heads up. But then Heather did seem to quarantine because when Chris said, to her, you know, we're almost halfway through, and then we see her quarantining for like the four or five days or whatever. You know, the timeline wise, it seems like she basically arrived in line with last week's episode, and then with this week's episodes when she actually got to talk to Matt. That's kind of the timeline I put together in my head, but I just found this like super weird, and I just don't understand that Heather why Heather did this. I mean, it's like such an embarrassing look. I'm sorry, this
0: <laughs> Well. First of all, yeah, that, that was one thing I noticed too, was a lot of people were like, but how did she quarantine? And then we kind of saw there, how would she just show up? She'd obviously quarantine beforehand. I mean, no, we're seeing her quarantine. So I guess the timing was different than what we might've first thought. Um, in terms of her, sh- look, what what I remember about Heather is she's the one who'd never been kissed, right? Yeah, of course. So what that indicates to me is that Heather has a very romantic side to her. Like mm. if you wait to be kissed, if you're really looking for that Prince Charming, I think you have that cinematic fairy tale vision in your head on some level. So it feels believable to me that she would do this. I mean, right. if already, if you've gone on reality TV looking for love at any point, you're someone who's probably willing to fly across the country and potentially meet, you know, meet the love of your life. Yeah. Like I believe that. Honestly, who isn't? If I really believed it, I mean, I'd get on a plane <laughs> for someone. I'd rent a minivan. I, cannot I, have... I don't know if I'd pick a minivan. Was it the only car left? I have questions about the minivan. It's my biggest qualm.
1: I can't imagine showing up halfway through. Why does she wait so long too? Like that seems the part to me that seems the the most unlikely is that she waited to the end, to like the middle of the show. She knows how it goes. So that's the part that I think is like the absolute most suspicious, Hmm. but
0: maybe she was questioning it and wasn't sure. Or maybe, I mean, look, obviously maybe she got
1: intel that he hadn't like really made up his mind yet. So there was still an opening
0: or maybe, I mean, Heather has to have a producer's cell phone number, right? She was yeah, on the show. She's got to have contact with someone. So. And she
1: lives in LA, so she can like hang out with them.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe she asked them and they said, no, don't come. We already have a record number of women. <laughs> and then she just kept asking. And then she finally showed up and was like, screw it. I'm just going to go. I don't know.
1: Oh, I man. hope we get more
0: questions answered.
1: I assume that she and Matt had FaceTime before because he was like, Heather Martin. Like, he definitely knew who she was. He, I- uh,
0: when she walked in, he 100% knew. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So they must have FaceTimed like through like the Hannah Brown friendship or house party, whatever kids these days, whatever they yes, do to listen, connect.
0: This was the Rachel Green moment where she didn't initially go to London for Ross's wedding, but she showed up halfway through. <laughs> now we're going to see what happens.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think she's in and out. I think she leaves again next week because next week is episode seven. I mean, we're getting down to
0: it. This is, uh, Well, what's also interesting to me is it seems that we are going to observe the other women not being very nice to her. And I'm like, gosh, Victoria's gone. Anna's gone. MJ's gone at this point. And we see Heather in tears uh, wondering why they're being cruel to her. So what is going on?
1: Yeah. What is up with
0: this cast? Why are they so mean? I don't, I, I, I'm like, did Victoria come in and did she set a bar on night one? And then now that's the threshold we're operating off of. And like, everybody's in that headspace. and and it feels normal to them and they're in this bubble where like the viciousness feels of average you know i i don't know
1: i don't know either it's not fun to watch like the movie mean girls is fun because it's a movie it's like scripted and there's laughs this we don't
0: have any funny people that's the problem <laughs> you're
1: so right you're so right we don't have we don't have any comedic relief we and we we need it
0: we certainly need it what I need now, because we don't have the comedic relief and now the, I, I, I don't need any more meanness. I need Matt to dig in and really, I need to see emotion. He I needs need, to let down his walls and let, let, the, let the journey walls. begin. They're very tall walls. He's like six foot eight, but they're tall. So it's taking some time and now we got to get him down.
1: Matt, show us who you are. Lauren, <laughs> thank you so much for more Lauren Zima. You can watch entertainment tonight every day for more Lauren Zima on the bachelor, subscribe to the entertainment tonight. Uh, youtube channel for roses and rosé which comes out every tuesday is that correct
0: yeah thank you for having that memorized for knowing i feel so loved and so seen thank you that was so thoughtful <laughs> you are mad <laughs> <You're so awesome. laughs>
1: thanks so much everyone i'm back on thursday as always